And we're back. Uh, I, I think this is working. I really have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how this works. I don't know who does what. I don't know. Um, I know that you could see us originally, but then last minute change, we turn this whole thing around so you can see the beautiful golf course, which I think we look better as shadow figures, I guess. I do too. I think it was a good decision by all of us to not see our faces early in the morning. We were both up late last night. Uh, welcome to the podcast world, Levac. We kind of did a podcast before, but this is the real deal now. We got the camera. Yeah, my name's on this one, line. so you can't suck anymore, guys. All right? <laughs> it's got to be good now. Um, I really don't even feel like we're doing a show because we're just kind of sitting here talking. Like, I'm a, like normally, you know, we have the, hey, shows on let's go and i have a plan and everything i listen this is complete complete free ball i mean free uh yeah free i'm free balling <laughs> as well uh we're live at the hideaway it is the it is the wild world of sports golf tournament so it's a normal 18 hole golf tournament but six holes out there have some some kind of physical you know nickelodeon double dare no slime challenge out there so you can you know win prizes advance your game stuff like that uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to meeting everybody. Registration starts at 9 today. Uh, play starts at 10. So somewhere around 9.30, if we're still talking, I'm just going to get up and walk away. There have been so many years. Let me cough, by the way. Can I cough live now? Do you want me to, <laughs> I can mute you. See, I muted you. I have the technology. Oh. There you go. Now, now look at You want to cough again? <laughs> <laughs> you want to turn your head and cough? No, that's um, not working. Uh, you've said so many times before that you wanted to play when we were here at the hideaway. Yes. And your dreams have come true. Yeah. This is the first time since I've known you, I'm actually getting to swing golf clubs in an actual tournament. Do you think about that? We've been, we've hosted at so many tournaments. My golf clubs, I, I went and I checked the bag because every time we would host one of those, they give you a sleeve of golf balls. I can't go use them because our, you know, our, our job was to be here doing this. I have so many free golf balls right now that I'm going to litter all over the hideaway and Saratoga Lake <laughs> Golf Club. Uh, so you'll be able to get free golf balls out of every rough. When you go find your ball, you're going to find like three of mine. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm here. I got uh, two Empire teams, Albany Empire teams going out there. Uh, Darius Prince, Sean Lockett going to play today. A couple of the Empresses, Coach uh, Manaz, Coach Ware are going to play today. Um, one of the owners, Mike Quarta, he's going to play today. You know, of course, from our friends at Techies, Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal. They are uh, nice enough to, you know, sponsor LeVac and Gaz, get us out here at the hideaway. We're here. We did yeah. it. We're back. Bright yeah. and early. I've seen some comments come in, by the way, if you want to write into oh. the show. Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube. Uh, we'll call this guy L. L's right into the show. First off, it's weird getting ready in the morning for a LeVac and Gaz show. Trust us. We feel yeah. the same way. We, we've been, we're already drinking. This is a vodka transfusion by Cutwater. <laughs> it's also, not a sponsor or anything. He just handed me one. It's, it's kind of good. He also wrote, what a beautiful background. Get out of the way, you two. You're blocking the view. Okay, see, I thought the first <laughs> one was going to be you morons don't even know how to use a camera, so I'm, I'm glad it's that instead. I was sure it was going to be like, hey, dummies, you can't see you, and then people would we'd fix it, and then they'd be like, oh, my God, I don't want to see you. Uh, <laughs> so we're here, and yeah, you, you mentioned everybody a little a little slow, a little trank darted today because we're all up last night watching uh, UFC 264. Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier, at least most of Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier. Uh, but I thought what what really sucked about last night is it was probably one of the best action-wise cards I'd seen in a long, long time. I the The only downside I saw for a lot of those fights was the fact that the only guy who went out there with a true, like, jujitsu plan was, was Burns, the, the co-main event. Everybody else is just throwing haymakers and hands and everything. He's like actually trying to grind down. And there were moments, but like as you go through the whole thing and you see like 
uh, uh, Jessica I gets like a third eye cut into her forehead and everything. <laughs> and then like the last fight before Connor and Poirier is like an actual like jujitsu matchup a little bit, like where where Wonder Boy's trying to kick and punch and and, and Burns isn't having it. Just kind of felt like it slowed everything down. But then I mean, you know, come on. Yeah, I want to start with this, Jessica. I think too, because you brought that up. Did you see what the internet did to poor her? No. Where they started putting the eyes above the cut, so it looked like a mouth. Oh, <laughs> I thought they would just put it mouth. in the cut because it looked like she had a third eye. It was, too. it was, and she was thrilled. Do you think, like, once she saw it, she was still thrilled? Yes. Do you remember we actually interviewed her a few years ago, and she was one of the first people we ever asked about her being a female fighter and how weird it must be going through an airport. Oh my god, she's the she first one I had one. that conversation. Jessica Evil Eye was the one we had that conversation with. Yeah. <laughs> for, for those who may not know the story we're talking about here, That's crazy. We asked her about like, can you date? Because when you go through an airport and your face is all black and blue, someone's gonna look at your boyfriend and be like, What the hell happened? And you know, that's always been one. that's always been one of my biggest things is just that like I mean, some the first thing I always think of when I watch the women fight in the UFC is could she kick my butt? Like even in just a sparring match or whatever, like obviously you can't you can't like throw hands. Could she kick my butt? And then my second question is, if I walk through an airport with her and she's all lumped up, is anyone ever going to believe I'm not the one who did it? That's because you, you just yeah. like you got it like, you know. Obviously, you would hope that would be the case at any day and age, any time in life. But nowadays, especially, like you imagine, can you imagine walking through the airport with a woman who's all lumped up and everyone would just be like. You son of a, you know what I mean? You swear not. I know, I know. I just, I'm building towards. I don't. Hey, what Jesse Pinkman there just yelled it out. Gosles and Gosles has developed some kind of like radio Tourette's now, where you're just going <laughs> to randomly swear and stuff. Um, no, it, it it was it was a it was a great card. Really disappointing ending, but it, in a weird way, in a weird way, Levan guys live at the hideaway. Thanks to our friends at uh, Tech East and Godzilla Media. In a weird way, though, wasn't it kind of the perfect ending? If you want to see that fight again, though. You're talking about McGregor and Poirier, right? Yeah. yeah um, I would have liked McGregor to knock him out. I would have liked. Well, yeah, but then you'd never see out. this again. Like that. Like if 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 Poirier or McGregor, if you didn't see it, I I, I almost like want to do a spoiler just because it was so late. I bet some people are counting on watching it today. Uh, so uh, three, two, one. Um, McGregor breaks his ankle. Like and and it's you didn't notice it during the action but as soon as they stopped and reshowed it it's so obvious that he steps back and his foot buckles underneath like the, uh, it has the bone has to come through for a compound fracture i believe it's if it's not a compound fracture it's as close as you get without being one it seems as if it's happened more often the last couple of years right like anderson silva's the one that always pops into my mind and then yep. chris weidman yep. who silva broke his leg against does the same thing it's not as nasty as those two no but it's somewhere it's high bad. on the nasty yeah. scale yeah and the, the most frustrating part about it is that right when that bell rings for the end of round one, McGregor kind of was sitting on, you know, sitting on the octagon for a majority of that round. Yeah. Like, okay, he's going to get up. He's going to get up. And you just knew from the split second in the replays, like, okay, this fight's over. This yeah. Is done. Yep. I felt disappointed by it because, look, if Dustin Poirier knocks him out or chokes him out, okay, we've got a winner. If McGregor does the right. same thing, we've got a winner. There's closure to the, exactly. the trilogy. The yeah. trilogy, we've got a winner and all those things. I, I felt disappointed i guess is the right term because i don't feel like yeah. poirier should be celebrating in the ring and talking trash because did he break his arm like we've seen ronda rousey break people's arms right you right know, they actually caused arm, the yeah khabib like we've seen guys make guys tap out if you want to flex and go crazy cool he broke his leg he broke his ankle like ugh. poirier didn't do it but 
All right, so here's here's the two reasons. I actually ended up liking Poirier, and I'm a McGregor fan. I wanted McGregor to win the fight. I thought Poirier had, at this point in their careers, I just think he has a more skilled game at this at this exact moment. But in a perfect world, Conor McGregor goes out and lumps him up, knocks him out in the first round, because that's that's when you get the, the talk for a championship run for McGregor and all that stuff. When you talk back about my wife, when you say you're going to murder me, all those things, and I and I do honestly believe the truth is somewhere between the two. Like McGregor's like, oh, I just stepped back and it broke. He didn't do nothing to me. Um, <laughs> we're live at a golf course, kids. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, Facebook Live. I, I was just about to say you can watch this Facebook Live on Techies uh, Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, but that's the only place we're live right now. So it's not like the old days where I used to go like, hey, we're, we're live on the Mohawk Chevrolet Facebook page, and we were on the radio. Like if you're watching us live, you already know where the hell we are. That's right. <laughs> also, YouTube, Godzilla Media as well. Oh, we were up live on there too? We are, yes. I thought we had an exclusive. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I mean, our tagline at Tech East is best way back to normal. This is kind of normal. How dare you? I'm leaving. No, no, not um, no but it, it, the like Poirier can can make the argument. I checked that kick. That's how it broke. That's I started that fracture. And if I'm McGregor, I'm going to say, no, it's a stoppage. You didn't do it. It makes sense. But I I love when and here you want me to you want me to swear when when Dustin Poirier goes and all you booing, you can kiss my whole asshole. <laughs> I, I literally started clapping. I was watching it with my buddy over in his yard. He has a big TV out back, and I started clapping. I was like, I didn't like Poirier very much before, but right now, I'm uh, that's that's great. Well, you were clapping because he stole your quote. That's from you. You, you were the first <laughs> to say that on the air before. I didn't say it exactly. I said, I said the guy could kiss my ass, and he didn't have to wear a mask because he didn't want to wear a mask <laughs> in the beginning of the pandemic. And I never – like because if I had said kiss my whole asshole on the radio, I would not have been on the radio. <laughs> Like, here I can say it, and I still feel uncomfortable saying it here, if we're being perfectly honest. I'd like to kind of do the show we always did, and then if, you know, a swear word pops in here, because, you know, again, because I want to tell you exactly what he said, that's fine. Like, Chad here at the hideaway is like, how much are you going to swear? I'm like, I don't I don't know. I really, like, microphones usually stop me from swearing. I'm like the opposite of, like, any other comedian in the world. No, that's true. Like, it's, like, in the back of our minds, like, you have to train yourself to be filtered, and now we're unfiltered. Yeah, what up? Uh, we're live at the hideaway today, and uh, there is there is a, a private function on the inside, but the turn kitchen is open, so you can get sandwiches, all that stuff. There is um, there's the golf tournament today. I, I believe there's a small – there's still an opportunity to walk up, 9 o'clock registration for the Wild World of Golf uh, golf tournament. And uh, all in all, though, t- UFC 264, I thought it was great. Here's the question. Here, here is here is the question. McGregor is done, or this lights a fire under his ass, and he's back in a year, as good as we've ever seen him. If he had lost, like if he had got choked out or knocked out, I would have probably said it's over. But listening to him sitting there in the octagon talking to Joe Rogan, it made me feel like he's got one more left. And our pal Mike Heck, who covers MMA for MMAfighting.com, he covers the UFC. I asked him that same question. He said, I feel like you've asked us that question for like three years in a row. And I have like every time McGregor post the MSG fight in November, 2016, it always felt like the last one, even post yeah. Mayweather. It felt like the last one. Cause he just didn't have to. Well, he did that. He said things. he wanted to be done by 30, right. get in, get rich, win titles, 30 years old. I'm out. It's, it's not so much about the ability. Like when Ronda Rousey was done, Amanda Nunes was bopping her head around like a volleyball yeah. in the octagon. Like you knew Ronda yeah. was done. The game had passed her by. Right. Like, like George St. Pierre and Anderson Silva, like certain people are just um, Chuck Liddell. You know, some fighters yeah. just can't do it anymore. Yeah. Connor's not that. Like Connor can still fight. He just doesn't have to get punched in the head for a living anymore. Yeah. So I would say he either has this fourth fight, which even a four fight 
overall, that's kind of weird. I don't. Right. The promotion's going to be well, it's hard. like three and a half, right? I mean, you might there's a, there's there's three decisions right now, but don't, nobody's nobody's looking at that one and saying there's a mosquito on your yeah. so, so mosquito ah! on your face. Um, <laughs> I don't know who else you would fight though. That's the problem too. Like, so, if it's not Poirier, who else would it be? All right, so that sorry, right, I guess that's kind of my question, right? So I don't think we're done seeing Conor McGregor fight. Are we done seeing him fight in meaningful UFC fights? Like like whoever won this fight was going to get a title shot. That's what that's what Dana White said. Are we going to see Conor McGregor fight Dustin Poirier for the fourth time? Conor McGregor fight whoever the next title guy. I mean, we're talking about a year. Like, look at like you're you're talking about almost the exact same rehab that Dak Prescott just had to do. So, is it is it that which I would I would consider returning, or is it he just takes the big money, like just marquee fights? Like, is he, is he going to go fight Diaz one more time? Is, his, is Conor McGregor's next fight in the boxing ring against Jake Paul? Because that's not oh. returning to me. It's a oh. payday, but that's not returning in my opinion. Okay, so the Jake Paul thing. I don't want that to happen, but what I've started to find out about Jake Paul, look, he's, a, he's a okay. Like, he's in shape. He's an okay fighter. Like, he's not a professional fighter, but he can hold himself in the ring. Like, he, he'd be Ben Askren. Like, he, he's okay. Yeah. The thing with Jake ben Paul. Ben not a striker at no, all. No. Ben Askren's a, a wrestler who can't throw hands. So, it's two things about Paul. One, he has a huge following where he's going to get buys. Like, there are just people who are very interested in what he does on YouTube. And two, if you are a writer, if you're a social media site, whatever it might be, I've been told that the traction that he gets, like when you put out a Jake Paul article or a video, I don't know what the algorithm is. I don't know what this guy's doing, but the numbers are through the roof. So if someone says, okay, to their boss, all right, what fighter is the most popular with our numbers? Jake Paul's winning. Like, I yeah. don't know how he's doing it. So look, what's the old Howard Stern thing? Like, like, why do you watch him? I like him. Well, what about the people who don't like him? I want to see him get hit. Like that's, that's how I feel about Greg Hardy. Yeah. Like I love watching Greg Hardy fight. Cause he throws bombs or he's going to get beat the hell up. Like he did last night. That was nice. Like, and that's, that's Jake Paul. Jake Paul fights somebody who can actually throw hands. I'm in not cause I want to see him win. I want to see him get messed up. I'm he not, annoys the hell out of me. Yeah. And then that's exactly it. So I think if I had to pick the opponent, it would be some variation of boxing or the UFC with Paul and McGregor would call it a day. Cause the combination of two things, one, a monster payday and two, he can beat him. Because as much as I like Conor McGregor, and I think he's an all-time great fighter, I think he is the most popular UFC fighter of all time. He's made the most money. The argument can be made that Dana White and the UFC have always treated Conor with kid gloves when it came to opponents. They've given him some easy opponents. What I mean by that is, okay, he's, he fights Josie Aldo, right? Yeah. He fights Aldo. Aldo hasn't lost in nine years. Well, remember when he fought Poirier the first time, too. Poirier was, that was the guy. Everybody thought yeah. he was the next guy. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. So McGregor beats him. He fights Aldo, hasn't lost in eight, nine years, knocks him out in 30 seconds. Aldo never gets a rematch. He That's fights true. he fights the Garden. I believe he fights Eddie Alvarez. He fights Eddie Alvarez in the Garden. And Eddie Alvarez, I think, was not the original fight because Khabib was on the undercard. Yeah. So Khabib, even at 2016, people thought he should have fought Khabib, but he was on the undercard that night. Uh, Cowboy Cerrone, he fought. Even saying that out loud, yeah, like, that what was, the hell? Yeah, that was, that was almost like... um. Like a warm up fight, like a, a bring back fight yeah. in the world of boxing. That was almost like a favor to Cowboy. Yeah. And he like, was, remember his grandmother hugged Connor at the end yes, of the fight? Because he got so rich off the right, fight. Right, right. The Diaz fight, you could say, okay, what about Diaz? Well, Connor wasn't supposed to take the Diaz fight. Connor's a nut and right. said, I don't care what the weight class is. I'll still knock him out. That's not how fights work. Like, <laughs> you, you have to weigh in. And Diaz had about, what, 15, 20 pounds probably by the time the fight actually started with all those things. So look, the UFC has never always given Connor the best opponents. And I know he fought Khabib, but he lost. And he never fought him again. So Connor and, and someone's hearing this being like, wow, guys, you're saying that you should fight the easiest opponent and make the most money. 
Yeah. Like maybe that's why McGregor's a genius. Fight the guy you can beat and make the most money possible. And the answer to that's Jake Paul. I can't believe yeah. I'm saying that out loud. Well, like a YouTube guy. But, but again, other. And now like there is always like a factor to this too. Like you could sit here and be like, I guarantee that Conor McGregor's next fight is going to be so-and-so. Well, you're crazy because it's a year. You know, like how long till he can put real weight on that ankle? We're talking what four, six months minimum. Yeah. And remember, he's a little older than Dak. So it's a little slower. He's it's a different sport. You use that as a weapon. So I mean, you're talking you're talking six months before he's able to really train, and then he's going to have to put you know, historically speaking in the UFC. If you take no damage, you might get a fight within three months. But if you take damage, you're a half year. So so we're at a year before Conor McGregor is in the UFC again. Now we're talking about a boxing match. I don't have to use that ankle. I don't as a weapon. I have to stay. I have to be able to stand on it, dance around, and stuff. Yes, obviously, I still need to have mobility, but I'm not going to now take. Because in my mind, if I'm Conor McGregor, the first time I throw a calf kick in a, in a fight, am I okay? Like, because you got to think to yourself, I throw a calf kick. This guy blocks it right with his shin. He checks it appropriately. It's going to snap again. That's in your head, right? I mean, yes. heck, the first time I took a step with that left foot, I'd be I'd be freaked out. So. Like it's there's two. I, I think you're right. Boxing is probably next because it's the most logical, fastest way back into combat sports. But it's also dangerous because let's say Jake Paul actually does beat you somehow, lands one on the button because he's a big, strong, dumb kid. You know, like yeah. let's be, let's be real. If I'm Dana, I don't know if I take you back after that. <laughs> you're an embarrassment to my sport. It's one thing to lose to Mayweather. He's the greatest pound for pound boxer of all time. It's it's a whole nother thing to lose to a YouTuber that no one likes. Yeah, uh, it would be done for McGregor at that point. The reputation of what he's done in his career. Remember we talked to Oscar De La Hoya, and De La Hoya said like it was an insult to boxing <laughs> that people could think they could just walk in and be a boxer. It would be the exact opposite for the UFC, where they'd say yeah. the greatest fighter of all time got knocked out by a kid from an YouTube. actual striker too. Like I can yeah. always I can logic away Ben Askren. I can I can logic away some of these other guys because because they're grapplers. Even when Frank Mir, Frank Mir put on a good fight. Um, I can't think of this. Rich Hunter phone booth. Well, no, he, no, he didn't fight his co-host. Um, <laughs> no, he did that boxing match. He was on the undercard for the Jake Paul, like uh, Jake Paul last card, and he put on a good fight. He put on a very good boxing match fight, but he's not a boxer. He's a jujitsu guy. You know, he can throw hands, but not you wouldn't think like that. He put on a good display. So even though he lost, he lost to a boxer. So I can let that go. McGregor's a striker. McGregor hits you from different angles, different ways, whatever. Hell, kicks were are, are always a secondary part of his game until this fight. And look what happened. He goes in, he gets beat by a guy who's not a real boxer. You know, if Pacquiao beats him somehow, okay, I let it go. You know what I mean? All right, you know, I can I can logic that away. You lose to a YouTuber. I don't care who it is, man. I don't I don't care if it's Billy Blanks doing the Tybo crap. Like you lose to a guy who's known for videos, not for fighting, and you're done. It's over. Because the biggest thing about Connor is. Poirier is at this again at pound for pound at this exact moment in time. This mosquito wants to eat me. Um, he he's he's in a he's in a higher level of his game right now than Connor is. But Connor can land one on your button at any given moment, any given direction. He'll hit you somewhere that you like. It's like that one inch punch thing. Like you just don't know where it's coming from. That's the number one thing with him. So now I get beat by a YouTuber. Mm-mm. Sorry, I don't believe it no more. Are we next? Are we going to be asked to fight people now in the YouTube podcast world? You talked about the one inch punch. <laughs> I've been trying to do the two handed punch for years. Look out. Look out. Did you see Sugar Shot O'Malley? His 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 um 
Like they were doing the quick little hype videos next to each other, and he kept doing that. <laughs> you thought about me? All I could think it was you. I literally told I was with I was with my quota <laughs> from Tech East last night watching the fight. Tech East Fire and Water Restoration is your best way back to normal. Tefirewater.com. Um, and I said when he did it, I go, I go, you see that? He goes, yeah, what's he doing? I go, it looks awkward when a fighter does it. You should see Gaz when he does the double punch. <laughs> like you guys, Gaz looks like the character in like in like uh, a video game that like shouldn't be able to be anybody, but somehow does this really awkward, weird thing and it works. It'll revolutionize boxing. One day, one boxer, two punches, boom. Just like that. Oh, I'll fight anybody for the right money. I'm now a podcast you would YouTuber. That's for the right cost. And if we didn't do it too long, right. didn't sweat too much. Would would you fight guys? Is is I think the next uh, the next the next question. No, 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 no. Would guy? Would you fight guys? I want to know. Will I want to know. Pay me to fight you is the better way. I, I think. <laughs> would you? All right, would you pay to fight guys? No, no, no. Would I get paid if I? Would you pay you? to fight guys? All right, that's fine. I think that's pay a fair question. Would you pay to <laughs> fight guys? Yeah, I think. I think uh, I think I think it's a very interesting question. I don't think people realize what you are. That's right, Levac. You're right. I think because I always think of you just as big goof, but like I've seen your hype videos from back in the day when you were playing defensive line and offensive line. Okay, when you're not helping. Oh, okay. But actually, unless you're trying to sucker people into paying for it, because I think right. it's going to be easy. I feel like there's a switch that goes in guys. I feel like somebody hits you once, if they don't knock you out, they might be in trouble. Where would the fight be here at the hideaway? I think well, <laughs> Tim at the Hideaway said yes. <laughs> Tim is already doing the odds Tim, right now. Okay. Tim just rented a, a, a ring. He's on his phone renting a ring right now. Tim I, Tim just put up fifty bucks to fight you. And he's the underdog. <laughs> he didn't know who I was fighting. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't think I would fight Gaz. I don't think I would. I think you. you I think. I think Gaz is. There's some anger in there. I think I have that price up, Levac. Well done. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's. I think there's some hidden anger behind Gaz's eyes that we all just don't see. There it is. I know. Zoom in the nobody, camera. Nobody, can, nobody can see because the way the lighting is. Because Chad <laughs> made us turn the table around at the hideaway. We were all set up pretty, but it was because the the beautiful fountain and wall were behind us, not the golf course. Chad made us turn us around last second, so I don't even know. Like, I mean, I put this together for nothing. Apparently, that's what I'm saying. So uh, we're live at the hideaway today. It is. It's the first ever Levac and Guys podcast. That's right. We've done the on air. We've done the online, but we've never done the podcast as this. Uh, we did get in there with Gaz, which I, I listened to it. I it was weird. Is it masturbation to listen to yourself on a podcast? No, it's not. Okay, no. so you listen to all your podcasts? Is what you're telling me? Yes. <laughs> I, I was like, I listened to it. I was like, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? That's kind of an interesting conversation. And I'm like, wait a minute, am I allowed to be impressed by myself on, as a guest <laughs> on the podcast? There's little small things that if like you're doing a radio show and then move to a podcast, or if you're just listening, or and we're going to get this for the next few weeks. Some people just don't get how a podcast works. That's why we're always up on the YouTube side. Like, for instance, Sherry just wrote in. Uh, we posted, hey, we're about to go five minutes here live from the hideaway. She wrote, what time is this happening? Sherry, I just, I mean, it says it right there. Just click the link, Sherry. If you're watching, I'm sorry. Did you, you wrote when? Like, some people are struggling, and it's an age thing. Like, anybody above 45, anybody above 50 doesn't get how a podcast YouTube works. I'm 44. I don't know no, how this works. Great right at 45, right? He's uh, got me running the damn thing over here. I'm, I hope we're on. I have no idea. There were some interviews I did early on, and because we're so used to radio, people can't see us. You have to introduce who the guest is because yeah. like, on this side, you can see who the guest is, or we have a little graphic on the bottom left of the visual side to see who it is. So I asked people like early podcasts, like, hey, introduce yourself. While someone's clicking on the episode that says Jack Ryan. They know who it is. They literally clicked <laughs> on the episode. Like they'd be like saying, "Like Levac, no one knows who's, who's this is." 
Gosh, it says Levesque on the episode. I kind of uh, get who your cast is. So little small things like that. If you're like, why do they keep reintroducing stuff? Why do? Because that's like the radio habits. We're not right. used to this camera stuff. Well, also, you know, people who are just straight listening, you know, on like Spotify or whatever mm-hmm. later. I guess that's there. I did. Um, it's just that you forgot. I was going to bring this up later. It's kind of like a joke. So the last LG boot bet, Levesque and boot bet with Naira Betts at, at the track. Like if you, if you guys listen to the radio show, Every season that we were live from the track, we would always do a bet. Like, and it was, we'd always try to find a way to make it simple, and it always got super complicated. But the bottom line was whoever did the best would get to make the other guy drink. Well, last year, there was a, there was an added um, winner got a race named after them on opening day. Well, even though we're not on the station anymore, Tony Alvado and, and, you know, the guys over at the team all decided to, to honor the, to honor the wager. So there's the seventh race of opening day is the Levac race. So they sent me the the run for it. So I posted it on Facebook. I was like, this name has this race has a certain uh, ring to it or whatever. I'm not gonna say your name. Literally wrote on there, is this in your honor? <laughs> I want you to take a quick second and think of how many Levacs of any variety, locations, names, you know, your pet, whatever that you've ever met. Yes, yes, this is me. No, it's my brother. He's a really great uh, hospice uh, professional, and they named him race. He probably should. He does better work than I do. But no, yeah, I was like, I was like, I wanted to write like, no, coincidence. Here's want, your sign. I wanted all these like great compliments for you, even though I lost the boot bet. I want to be like, way to go, Levac. This is so cool. This is so awesome. You had that person write that, and like, is this in your honor? And then other people are way too excited for Saratoga. They're like, give me the three, five, 10 trifecta box. I'm like, how about we talk about how the race is named after you? They're already giving you picks on the race. Completely ignore right. it. Completely ignore it. It's named after you after the bet. <laughs> I don't know. I like the seven in this one. How about why he posted it? But the one is like the one horse is Daniel's Daniel's Dak the instead J? of Jack Daniels. Oh, okay. So I was like, that's a good, that's a good idea for that name. But yeah, no, it's, it's very, very weird. Very, very weird. Like people on the internet, I feel like I feel like the second you log in anything, your your IQ goes down. <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like even like I, there'll be times I'll be reading something somebody posts, and I'll be like, why would they? They have to know blah blah. And I'm like, oh, they're being sarcastic. They were <laughs> that was sarcasm, and I almost pressed send. I almost did it. I, the closest thing to Levac out there was is Hunter Hearst Emily. That's right, Paul Levac. Yeah. Levesque, he Levesque spells it wrong. There, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he spells it wrong. But yeah, it's Levac or Levac, whatever. There was a pitcher, I think, locally here. The, a yes, softball yeah, girl she's hit right. Yeah, she's way more talented in any every way than I am. But again, she spells it different than I do. Oh, she that's the French Canadian okay. spelling. Yeah. So again, it's just me, and I just burped in the microphone. I apologize to everybody who is up right now watching this live on the uh, the the Techies Fire and Water Restoration Facebook page, as well as the Godzilla Media YouTube page. And then we have one. You want to be? You want to come on finally? No. <laughs> <laughs> Chad of the Hideaway always tells us like every week. I'm coming on. This is the week. I'm gonna tell you whatever. And then every time I go to put a microphone in front of him, he's like, <laughs> starts swatting away. Yeah, he did come on for the final show, I guess. Um, all right. See, now he'll just talk off mic. <laughs> this is yeah. This is probably it for us too. It's probably it as well. Um, no. So we're we're live here. This is weird though, because I gotta be honest with you. This is normally we've already I've already had two chances to go to commercial and go pee in a normal radio life. Why don't you do this? Why don't you go pee and I will talk about our good friends in Mohawk Khan. I'll give you a little bit of a break. I don't have to pee. I just didn't. I just, I wasn't here if you want. Yeah, no. 
Mohawk Honda, by the way, always going out of the way to please you. Don't forget about the great people at Mohawk Honda. I just got back from vacation. I was doing some work. I'm one of 59% of Americans who does work on vacation. There's a humble brag for myself. Anyways, I got there thanks to Mohawk Honda and the pilot. Drove it there. And by drove it or drive or drived, uh, my wife did that part of it. She drove the so pilot. So it got there in one piece. It did. It did. Uh, baby Rex is happy in the back seat. Thanks to the pilot. Thanks to the great crew at Mohawk Honda. Don't forget, if you're looking this summer to trade in your vehicle, selection is king inventory king at mohawk honda they have all the different types of rides that you want you train in your vehicle you'll get something that you want thanks to the great people mohawk honda shout out to greg and andy gelcher and it was just brian mckenna's birthday was it it was just brian mckenna from the mohawk honda's birthday happy birthday to brian mckenna go in there right there in glenville i like to say it's in glenville some will argue it's in scotia glenville is where i'm going to say it is mohawk honda go there stop in Get a new vehicle. Find out about the great selections of vehicles as well. Follow them on social media. Shout out to our guy, Nate, who's always doing a great job over there as well. Mohawk Honda, where they always go out of their way to please you. And if you're listening to Syracuse, Utica, Watertown, wherever, drive to Mohawk Honda. Get in your car right now and say, this thing I'm driving is a piece of junk. I want a great ride. Mohawk Honda will take care I of mean, you. I mean, like, don't tell them it's a piece of junk. Oh, okay. Just be like, hey, I think I'm ready to upgrade from this fine automobile that I should get top dollar for. They'll take good care of you anyway, but, you know. <laughs> You gotta you gotta upsell it a little bit. You gotta okay. make sure you get everything out of it. You know, I uh, think well they take great care of me. I love all the guys at Mohawk and and of course all the fabulous women at Mohawk as well. Um, who is who is L L Egas? L, I'm not sure, but shout out to L. Waking uh, up for well, this in the morning. Well, so the coffee is very good here at the Hideaway, almost as good as the Bloody Marys. And um, want to want to know if I was running in the Levac race on opening day? <laughs> no, no, I run my mouth. That's what I do. That's I don't. Like, if, like it, I know it's like one of the oldest jokes in the world. Like, if you see me running, you better run too because something's coming. Just real talk, real talk. If you see me running, the zombie apocalypse has begun. Uh, if I'm hoping that they're going to walk through this screen, there you go. Chad and Tim taking the Papa shot out to the golf course. I don't know which hole it's going to be on, but if you hit a certain number of like one. shots, is it on one? Yeah. All right. So on the first hole, you hit a couple shots, you get a beer. <laughs> you get a free beer. So, and then during the tournament, I'm going to play in the tournament. You're going to keep, you're going to be out here doing a sampling and everything. Yes. Right? Shout out to our guy, Tom Gurkha over at Yankee Distillers. Old Gurkha and I will be hanging out here at hole one. I got the big Godzilla media sign. It's as simple as this scan, subscribe, shirt. Bring your phone and just scan it and boom, yeah. you win a shirt, whatever type of what you want from Godzilla media. And if you haven't subscribed, while yet, supplies left. I will see on today goes. All right. Because right. that's a lot of shirts now. You can yeah. mention that. <laughs> right. Yeah, do wild supplies last year. It's gotta, a long summer, yeah. Yeah, we did radio for a long time. You got you know you gotta put the the little discount. Wild supplies in there, yeah. last. There you go. And it's and since it's Gurkha from Yankee Distillers, it, you're not gonna hear Gaz talk because he's just gonna keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're live here at the hideaway. It is uh Levant Gaz. If you want to obviously the first time this is out there, we're gonna start doing these things in different places, but the uh, Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. Facebook page is where we're live right now, as well as Godzilla Media on YouTube. But here's the uh, here's the deal. I have met a lot of experts in my radio career, and and guys, you have also. But I don't know if we ever have met one we pr- appreciate more or trust more than Buster Only. Buster Only legitimately blames me for the Yankees not being as good as they should be. What? It's a true story. It happened. Um, I emailed him just to say hi and see how he's doing because you know we used to talk quite a bit. And I, I was just like, what's going on with my Yankees? Is it all my fault? And Buster only literally wrote back to me, yes, it's your fault. Time to go back. <laughs> <laughs> CJ from the uh, from the Hotways here as well. Yeah, so is it my fault that the Yankees – and now they've, they've won a few games, so everything's a little bit better. They're back above 500, 
But I think that's because we brought the podcast Levac Gaz to the world, which has got them a little bit of juice back. Yes, we will take full credit for all victories. We are undefeated for the Yankees. They're defeated because of what they've done. I think we take full credit for that. This Yankee team, confusing, right? Like, I like in the years past when you and I have talked about this Yankee team, it sometimes was pitching, it was the bullpen, it was injuries. Like, there was a theme of the season that why this team was struggling. They didn't have the full starting lineup. The rookies were contributing. I look at this 2021 team, and this was supposed to be like the payoff year, wasn't it? Like, okay, yeah. you love bringing up this quote, and I think it was a solid quote a few years ago where it's like Michael K broke down this Yankees roster and said the 2018 team, I believe, was going to be the worst of the Yankee teams for the next 10 years because they five. were young. Five years. Five thank years you. Okay. Yep. So five years. So that team, because it was younger and the least experienced, they were going to get better and continue to grow. It hasn't really happened. I don't know if it's the Red Sox making better moves, the Rays having their own style of baseball, the Astros finding a new way to cheat, but the <laughs> Yankees like are not in that mix of the top teams anymore in the American League. There seems like the Blue Jays that have been bouncing back and forth between these guys who've had really good contributing young talent. It's harder for me in the 2021 season to pinpoint, okay, this is why they're struggling. Maybe you've got a better answer because mine keeps leaning towards Boone and Cash, but I feel like that's too easy of an answer. I think that's, I mean, that's probably the root cause of what's going on, but I, I think it's as easy as they don't have heart. I just don't, who's the heart and, and soul of this team? Like you look back and even though, obviously we all love Didi Gregorius, right? He was fun. He, he stepped in after Jeter. There wasn't a major drop off at shortstop. As a matter of fact, you know, defensively, he was an improvement. The bat was fine, you know, so it was, it was great, but he brought camaraderie. He brought fun. He brought, he brought like a, a team mentality with him. Uh, you know, Ronald Torres was another guy, the, the Tonight Show, things like that. These things, these little things that they would do to bring these guys together. And I don't know if, if that's what gave them heart, but right now they just don't seem to care some nights. Like that, last night was, like, yesterday was completely different. Like Garrett Cole goes out and deals probably the best he's thrown since the, the spider tack issue started. You know, Judge hits the home run. You still win one nothing. You probably should win by more, but I don't think we're in a place where we can start doing that. Where's the heart? Like, where's the guy who goes, why are we losing? Where's the guy who, who locks the door for the air quote players only meeting and loses his ever love in mind on the rest of the team? I don't like Girardi used to do it for you. Uh, we've heard Boone does it, but I think it's it's the way the team is built. It's it's boomer bust, home run or strikeout. And I just don't see somebody who's who's willing to go to a guy like Aroldis Chapman and go, what the hell's wrong with you? Why aren't you bringing it? It feels like too long ago, like 2019, that the savages happened. Yeah. Right? Where, like, the Boone thing happens and the team gets fired up. You mentioned the Chapman thing in 2021 where it felt like you're asking Aroldis Chapman to go battle in war. It's like, we need three outs. All right? right. Like, you're having right. all these, like, really emotional posts about all the things. <laughs> Just three outs, Chapman. You throw 100. You know, we're yeah. not asking for you to solve. Was he 17, 18 million dollars a year? Right. You need three outs. Uh, you know, I need you to get me three outs a hundred times <laughs> and there's a rumor going around social media i don't know if you caught it because sometimes twitter and facebook likes to make up their own things that there was a moment last night's game where garrett cole started yelling at aaron boone that get off the mount like i'm not coming out of the game get off the mount. <laughs> so if you want a heart and passion and competitiveness there's garrett cole telling his manager get back in the dugout i'm gonna finish this off i don't know if that's true but i've seen a lot of yankee fans share that that may have happened in the game last night well and he's the guy who would do it that's always been the thought like like there's there's two guys right now in all of Major League Baseball that I think have the power to tell who whatever experience level your manager is, get the hell off my mound. And it's it's Cole and it's probably DeGrom. Well, it's definitely DeGrom, but it's, then it's Cole afterwards. But I hope he did. 
I hope that's what he did. Get out of here. I'm going to win this game. I'm going to finish it off. I'm not going to. I'm going to finish it off. I'm not going to let the bullpen ruin it. And I'm going to finish it off against my old team, who I can't really stand anymore. Like I, I like all that. Here's the problem. Okay, so we got hard every fifth day. Like that's 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 where we're at. Like, and it feels like everybody's got a built-in excuse. Oh, Jameson Tyone. Well, he's he's still recovering. He's not fully back yet. This guy's hurt. That was. They've got their own excuses. I had this conversation with somebody the other day. You don't. I don't want you to tell anybody your excuses. You let me tell people your excuses. That way, you look like a you look like you're you're a better person. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like I don't ever want to be the guy who comes on and be like, "Well, the reason today's podcast sucked was uh, I had a hangnail and I didn't know." And, and we Chad made us, the McGregor yeah, fight went long. Chad made us turn around, so the sun was on. It was all over us. Like, but now if now if Chad goes out and tells everybody the reason the podcast sucked was the thing, whatever. That's that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Like these guys will sit there. They're the first ones to tell you what's wrong with them. Like, oh, well, you know, this and uh, blah, blah, blah. No, dude, keep going. And it's weird to to piss and moan after a win. You know what I mean? And they've actually been playing a little bit better baseball all of a sudden. But this team this year does not finish out sweeps. They don't do it. So today, right, you got Houston. Do you know what Houston's doing? You know what the Astros are doing as a promotion today? No. So they're celebrating their championship this weekend when they play the Yankees. And today... They're giving out replica Altuve jerseys. Tell me that's not the ultimate troll job. That is the ultimate troll job. You need to go in and slap the hell out of them today. You need to go in there today and just be like, no, enough's enough. You guys think it's funny that Altuve didn't want his jersey ripped because he had a, a sensor underneath it or whatever. We're going to slap the hell out of you. We're going to win 15 to 1. I can't stand Houston. <laughs> Chad of the Hideaway, it's cheaper to go out infant sized jerseys like Altuve's than, than real adult size. It feels as if like the Houston rivalry is almost at times hotter than the Red Sox rivalry. And maybe I'll at have, this moment, like two weeks from now, we'll probably maybe feel different. There's a chance we might be at the Hideaway in two weeks. Maybe on that Friday talking Red Sox Yankees, we'll see how it goes. But I think it's going to happen. Let's see. This is very stressful. It's a very long show already. It's only 30 some <laughs> minutes. But uh, the Yankees and the Astros, I just want the Astros to lose because now not only were they cheating, they're still good. So it's almost like, well, I know you cheated, but now even when you're not cheating, you're still winning because you've got players. You lost George Springer, the Blue Jays, and even though you lost impact, oh, you lost Garrett Cole too, like Justin Verlander. All these players you thought would have this huge impact for the Astros, who were the marquee names of the team, they're not there or as impactful as they used to be, and they're still finding ways to win and are being compared to the AL West. And Yankee fans want to destroy them night in and night out. And to add to the heel, to use a pro wrestling term. The Astro players aren't going to the All-Star game. Right, right. So, and they're trying to say they want to rest for the pennant run and everything. No, they don't want to get booed by the fans in Colorado. Right. Just go to Colorado. Just just go. Just right. go to Colorado. Hang out. Have some gummies legally. Enjoy your time. <laughs> just go. You just have a little mile high. And, look, just... yeah, like, and on the other side, too, like I know DeGrom's not going, which is disgraceful. It's disgusting. Disgraceful and disgusting with a lowercase D, by the way. When ah, I see what around, you did there. What I did there. Very good. He's not going either. Like, just hang out, wave to the fans, and go. So I, some of these guys got to go, but as for the Yankees, I don't know if they're going to make a deal here in July. I don't know if there's yeah. one. Like, oh, it was easy for the day to say they need pitching, they need pitching, they need. I don't know if they're going to be the most active team come trade deadline like they used to be in past seasons. I mean, also, anybody they get is not going to be the guy you expect, right? Yes, right. So you always see, like, the whoever the biggest target is, the biggest name is, well, that's supposed to be the Yankees' target. No, not this Yankees. Not this, not, not, not the way Cashman does things. It works nine times out of ten, but who's the lightning rod? Who's the guy who's going to come in and be that hard? Because, look, DJ LeMahieu, I, I mean, 
did you did you think he was going to do exactly what he did the last two years? You hoped, whatever. But he's still, you know, he's he's still a hell of a ball player. He's not the kind of guy. At least he doesn't appear to be the kind of guy who's going to go rah rah anybody. So the, so all right, great. He's here, but what is he going to? You've brought in guys in the past who have pushed the right button at the right time. I don't know who that is. They've got all the talent they should need. We even even with the injuries, like that's the one thing of being a Yankee fan that becomes even obnoxious to myself when I look at the roster and I go. I don't know if we have an all-star at third. I mean, sure, everywhere else. But you know what I mean? Like, not just picking a random position, obviously. Yeah. But, like, you, you're not supposed to have an all-star at every single position. Like, it's not supposed to work that way. It it has, but, like, it's not supposed to work that way. So whoever you bring in should be able to, you know, fill a, fill a gap. And if it doesn't – if it's not a, a talent gap because you do have Aaron Judge playing – you know, the best he's played and you got, you know, guys up and down the roster who are doing great. Cole looks like he's starting to figure out the spin rate and whatever. He's got to be somebody who's going to come in and get you a big hit when you need it. You need like a Jim Larritz type who's yeah. going to come out and get a big hit for you and fire up the team. A vet who's going to come in there and just kind of kind of what you thought Jay Bruce was going to be this year maybe, but not, I don't know. It's I don't know the exact move you make at this point that gets everything done. I, I don't like to just blame Aaron Boone. Because I think Aaron Boone is a product of modern baseball. Just like I, you know, sure, you love the home run? Good, you love modern baseball. Oh, you like bunting the third? <laughs> Good luck. Like, I think Aaron Boone is a product because he's more of a collaborative manager where he's working with the front office than just running the team for the front office. For some of those who didn't follow the Van Gaas show on radio or maybe haven't heard this before, I think you had a quote years ago about Aaron Boone that we can look back now and say, is that still the right way to view it? Do you remember your quote you used to have about Aaron Boone when you first got yeah, hired? I like the, I like him. Yeah, but he's like a new driver, so I'm not going to give a brand new driver keys to a Lamborghini. And I think he's I think he's proven he belonged, but at the same time, it's like it it feels maybe just because they're not playing up to their potential now, it feels more than ever like he doesn't. Now it's what it looks like he's not the right guy, but he's still the same guy who did the savages in the box rant. He's the same guy that everybody likes. I just, I just think this is, this may be a team that needs, may, I don't know if it's a, you know, maybe a, with Blake the pitching coach being a younger guy and 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 Boone being a nice guy and this everybody's nice guys, maybe they just need to go find a battle axe to be like, you know, another coach on the team to fire these guys up. Yeah, it's a weird combination because the Boone stuff, it's we don't really pinpoint a Boone decision until, and this is all managers in general in baseball until later in the year when it's really tighter for the playoffs. Like we could go back and forth in July and August games, but. That's very individual to the Yankees, where I don't feel like it's night in and night out. People are blaming Boone. If we had to say, like, okay, who might be under more heat? You could argue Brian Cashman now just because of this reason. Because Brian Cashman, for the decades plus he's been with the Yankees, has had a way in which he built winners. And that yeah. has been a successful way he's done it. Like anybody running a business, okay? Hey, my business is winning. This is the way I run my successful business. I'm going to continue this method. We see it a lot more times in college coaching, both basketball and football. Hey, here's how I run my program. Here's how I recruit. Here's why I've had success. And it's hard to tell somebody, hey, I know you've done it this way, but change it. And to Brian Cashman's credit, he actually did. Hey, here's George's uh, paycheck. Sign whoever you want. Okay, we're going to win like this. (laughs) Okay, we're not going to let you spend any more money. We need you to build up young players. Okay, I'll do it. I'll have success, but not win the World Series. What's happened now in baseball is you've got these really smart analytic minds, which is a whole different discussion of whether or not these people are are ruining the sport because of less action out there and more pitching. But teams like the Rays, teams like the Blue Jays, team like the Oakland Athletics, that they're finding ways to change the way in which they scout 
and pick up players and all this. And the Yankees said, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get guys who can mash home runs, smash dingers, and then pitch and hope we can beat teams seven to five, six to four. And just, hey, if they strike out, they strike out. We'll have enough offense. All of a sudden, when those guys stopped hitting home runs, it got bad fast. Yeah. It was like, uh oh, we don't have the guys who can mash home runs and they're striking out and they're getting hurt. Oh boy. Like, this is an issue. And this has become the push year where Brian Cashman had all these prospects who, throughout the last couple of years, have been great. Like, all star caliber players, MVP discussions, rookie of the year discussions. Almost everybody overachieves. Exactly it. So, the scary part now in 2021 is they didn't peak. But we thought that, you know, the, what's the deal? The ceiling would be a little bit right. higher. I hope they haven't hit the ceiling. I, I, I thought the ceiling would be a little higher for some of these guys where it'd be more consistent. And we know the players, you know, from the Sanchez's to the judge to everybody else across the board. And, and look, Sanchez has kind of rewarded you this year for holding on to him. You know, judge is, is proven he belongs again. Like, we, you know, I think we always knew judge would belong as long as he could stay on the field, obviously. But th- there isn't. There's always that that analytical rule, right? So in analytics for baseball, you can strike out three times a game as long as you hit one home run, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's what they want. Well, another rule in analytics that seems to bite the Yankees in the ass more than anything is I'll give up a home run as long as nobody's on base because they hit more solo home runs than anybody. Yeah. They with runners in scoring position, this team is anemic, and they and they just it's always been a problem. It's oh ever since this version of the Yankees has been built. You know, ever what since 09 and even like kind of in between 02 and 09, that was it was a little anemic when it came to, to runners in scoring position. But since 09, this team, you watch, they're one of the worst teams that batting average with runners in scoring position compared to their actual batting average of anybody. I mean, sorry, the Baltimore Orioles suck all the time, <laughs> but, but at least like, you know, if there's nobody on, these guys are raking at like 272, 285, somewhere in that range. Put a runner on, on, on second base or third base, all of a sudden it drops down to like 112. You know what's bad about the Orioles? I've become that person where the Orioles are so bad. I watch the Diamondbacks and think, okay, did they lose? We're not the worst. We're <laughs> not the worst. I'm rooting against the You're working your way up. That's You're working right. your way up. You know, it's amazing because, like, the NFL is complete opposite. Where teams, like Jets fans, I got a chance a Jet fan. You'd watch the other teams be like, okay, we need them to win. Let's go Jags. So the Jets can <laughs> sneak in and get Trevor. I'm the exact opposite way. If the Orioles can continue to not be the worst team, I'll be okay. And get a get that rocker kid from Vanderbilt in the upcoming MLB draft. That kid throws absolute gas. The, the by the way, the Vanderbilt pitchers, uh, rocker and uh, and lighter, are the only reason I'm even remotely interested in this year's draft. And I know that none of the, they're not going to any team I care about. Care about the Red Sox? Hopefully, lighter doesn't go to the Red Sox. They well, have a top five pick now. I mean, not to, when I say care about. I mean a team I want to see them on. Like <laughs> like obviously, yeah. like that's just hatred. Like that's just a, and it's it does it is a it's a roundabout backhanded combat to the Astros that I'm I'm very interested in in beating the Astros, like but the the Red Sox I mean how they how they did what they've done so fast where they were not supposed to be that good this year and they're just doing it meanwhile the Yankees are supposed to be that good and they're not that's it's like a comedy of errors it's the it's the uh, the two worst things that that could happen at once as far as Yankee fans go but. I guess I guess at the end of the day, they're they're still very much alive. They still could turn around. They have the talent. I guess that's the the frustrating part. It'd be one thing if you just didn't have the talent. You go back to like the injury years where everybody's out, and you play better than you're playing right now. I don't. I don't. I just don't know how you light the fire. I don't know who lights the fire. 
I, that's that, I know I didn't start the fire. Oh, man, I was going to do that one, too. So he's been burning since the world's been turning. <laughs> LeVan Goss live from the Hideaway. It's the uh, wild world of uh, of sports golf tournament today. It's going to be a lot of fun. You should always check out the Saratoga Lake Golf Club, the the Hideaway, the golf tournaments they do. Uh, they do a bunch of them all year. Taps and Tees is one of the was one of the big ones. That's that's later in the – closer to fall, though. Uh, and it's, uh, it's brought to you by good friends at uh, Tech East. Fire and water restoration, your best way back to normal, guys. Uh, you're a homeowner. You got, you got the I home. am a homeowner. You got the home. That's right. Listen, you, you want you want our guys to be available. You want our people around because we're talking about water damage, fire damage, mold. Every house has got mold in it. I've learned that. That's the scariest thing. Scariest thing you learn in your life when you start working at Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Every single house has mold in it. Doesn't, it's just a matter of how bad it is, where it is, and if it needs to be taken care of. When I bought my house, it had mold in it, and I had no idea what to do. I just like started spinning around in circles. Ah, it's mold. <laughs> what do I do? Like, ah. <laughs> you see the double punch of the wall. Ah, get that mold T- out of there. Tefirewater.com, my friend. That's what you do, and and come in. Well, we got we got construction, we got mitigation, we got the whole thing for you. Take good care of you. Get your house back to normal. Sometimes even better than normal. I mean, if we're being perfectly honest with you, that's the goal for us at Techies Fire and Water Restoration. So, uh, proud sponsors. Well, that guys uh, right here. Live at the Hideaway, Techies Fire and Water Restoration. So, um, I don't really want to talk about the Yankees anymore. That was the okay. one plus of not doing the show yeah. for a little while. Was like the first weekend I didn't do the show. The Knicks get bounced in the playoffs, and the Yankees got swept. And I was just like, "Oh, thank God I don't have to turn the microphone on and talk about this. I'm gonna go do anything else." Well, how about this? You and I talked about this. We did a variation of a segment where I gave you five topics. Oh, where I could just kind of, you know, this is something I like right, it as we get close to hour one. If you're listening on our Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast, it's going to be separated to hour one and hour two. So hour one here, we'll kind of end a little bit on five topics and let you breathe a little bit to get used to the world of no commercials in podcast land. And if someone's listening on podcast, like I heard two commercials, this little back talk. We're live on YouTube. We're live on Facebook and everything else. 